handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Cody Felger, Andrew Thomason here with you. Chris Ballard just addressed the media at 1230 today, talking before the NFL draft. He had a lot to say. We have a lot of takeaways from this presser from Ballard. We haven't heard from him really since the end of the season. Andrew, what were some of your big takeaways? Let's just start right from the beginning Talk about certain topics. What were some of the biggest takeaways that you had from this presser from Chris Ballard? Well, I think my first biggest takeaway is his thoughts on the left tackle position. Ballard notes, and I'm looking at Stephen Holder's uh, quotes here. He says, quote, I think we've got four really good linemen. We've signed a couple of veterans. Tevi has started a lot of games for the Chargers. Julian has played in this league. And then he goes back and reiterates you know, creating competition and that they're going to put the best five offensive linemen on the field. Uh, so to me, that was one of the first things that stood out as he talked about the quality of depth at offensive line, which as we've noted before, was a major concern last season for the team. Yeah. I think he also kind of mentioned, you know, the need at left tackle he's echoed like, man, it's something he's talked about for years. Again, this is something that's so Chris Ballard like, you know, you can't just draft a left tackle for the sake of drafting a left tackle. You got to take the right guy. And I think that's that's a huge thing for Ballard. And that would indicate, for me at least, that if the right guy's not there at 21, the Colts would have no problem moving back and maybe trying to find a left tackle in that second round. Now, again, maybe one of those guys does fall that they have on their board, some of that pool of guys, you know, that they feel like would be talented enough and they'd be comfortable enough taking at 21. And Ballard does talk about this offensive line and says it's a very talented one. He said maybe as good as I've seen in a while. He talks about the depth specifically through the draft, which I think for me reiterates the Colts might trade back again. They might think about that. I think it's becoming more and more likely now hearing after Ballard that the Colts might do that. What are your thoughts on maybe the Colts trading back after some of the things that you heard and saw that Ballard said regarding left tackle? I think given Chris Ballard's history, it's always in play, right? I mean, that's just his nature. That's what he does. Especially, you you know, you factor in the Carson Wentz trade and the deal of the third-round pick and the the uh, second-round pick that could eventually turn into a first-round pick. If there's a guy there that he feels like he can get, maybe at the top of the second round, he may trade back from 21 to to that spot. But I think another thing to keep in mind, Cody, is – what is he looking for in terms of compensation? Because when he's traded back, he's been a bit further down the board. He traded up back, obviously, from 26 and um, picked up that additional second. But he also had that additional second in his back pocket, uh, whereas this year he doesn't have that. So is is he going right. to be asking for a second this year and a second next year or a second this year and a, a first next year? I mean, the 21 is is kind of, you know, mid-tier first round. And, and I would expect him to to have a little bit more in terms of expectations for compensation if a team was willing to to come up for that spot. Yeah. And I mean, I think Ballard, we all kind of thought this, but, you know, Ballard talked about only having six picks this year. I think that's the fewest he's ever had as the Indianapolis Colts GM, he says the more picks you have, 
Uh, you need a little luck. The more picks you have, the more chances of luck that are going to show up. I mean, so I think that's exactly right. That's what we've seen Ballard do. I mean, even going back to trading from three to six and acquiring all those picks. But I think you're right. It depends what the Colts are going to get back in return. I think, honestly, Ballard wants to recoup that third-round pick that he traded away in that Carson Wentz trade. He wants at least seven to eight picks. I mean, last year he had, what, nine picks in that draft? And he found guys like Isaiah Rogers, Jordan Glasgow, and, and just to name a few there in those later rounds. And so I think he's a guy that he's had a really good history of finding some really solid guys that can help contribute to this roster in that fifth and sixth round. I mean, Anthony Walker, a guy that, that just went and is now probably going to be a, a starter in Cleveland, just went and got paid in Cleveland. Chris Ballard is really good about that stuff. And so I think he feels like he can just kind of draft the guys they like and, and, Based off of their track history, man, they have a really good one. So they feel like they just want more picks and more chances at that dartboard. That's kind of what I took away, you know, from what they want to do potentially with moving back. Well, absolutely. I think you hit, you hit it right there. Um, you know, you hit it on the on the head there. I agree. Chris Ballard's primarily been successful in the later rounds. I mean, you mentioned it. Jordan Glasgow, Isaiah Rogers. I mean, you look at Anthony Walker, Marlon Mack. I mean, all these guys that he's found in those later rounds. And, you know, I mean, you think of uh, Anthony Walker, as you said, uh, you mentioned he's going to be a starter in Cleveland most likely. I mean, there, there's so much to be said about that particular part of Chris Ballard's tenure, I think. I mean, it's not that he hasn't hit on the first and second and third round picks because they have been fairly successful. Taekwon Lewis, Kamoko Ture, uh, Paris Campbell's obviously had some injuries that are just, you know, beyond his control. But those later round picks have really been productive for you. And I think it speaks volumes that to, to Chris Ballard's strategy uh, and the way that he's constructed this roster. And if I may add just one more thing. He also said that he sees five to six bona fide difference makers in the draft class, according to Zach Kiefer's tweet. As far as first-round grades goes, he says, quote, Ballard, plenty of names that he expects to be on the board when the Colts pick at 21. So I guess referring to what you had asked me earlier about trading down, that comment in itself makes me believe that maybe they're a little bit more hesitant, uh, just given the um, his comments there. Gotcha. But I also think on the flip side, if he thinks there's plenty of players, maybe he thinks there's there's still going to be plenty of players that they trade down a few picks. So I, I could see it both ways. You know what I mean? So I get both sides of it. I get both arguments of it. You know, sometimes it seems like Ballard, like set, we think he says one thing and then he says something else that you're like, well, maybe that can mean this also. So you never know with that, honestly. But Ballard also did address corner. He talked about Rocky Sin. He said he hasn't missed a day of offseason training. He's very driven. He says he's well aware what's what's at stake after two up and down seasons, which I think is very interesting. I mean, you go back to what Jim Mercer said a few days ago, Andrew, how he, the, the Colts went three solid corners. They felt like they only had two, that being Xavier Rhodes and Kenny Moore. So it was like, oh, shoot, what does that say about Rocky Sin? I just think it's, it's very interesting because we've even talked about how maybe corner – you know, because we know how much Ballard has a tendency to do BPA, right? Best player available. We said maybe if a guy like J.C. Horn or Caleb Farley's there at 21, the Colts take a cornerback and they surprise everybody. It's just going to be interesting, I think, kind of seeing how much confidence do the Colts have in Rockus in here in year three. I mean, they took him fairly high a few years ago. Hasn't really panned out to this point. He's had some ups, had some downs. 
but I think that's just interesting that that Ballard kind of is like, look, Rock knows what's at stake here. And the fact that, you know, this is something I never was concerned with with Rock was his work ethic, right? I kind of always knew based off of his character, I mean, just what I've heard from him, that he was going to be a guy that was going to continue to work. So what are your thoughts first off on Rocky Sin and then maybe about the Colts maybe addressing corner based off of Ballard's comments about best player available? Yeah, I, I agree with what you said about Rock. I mean, he's a very, very solid player. Uh, I think he's sort of growing into a leader for the locker room. And, and I've mentioned this before. We know how much Chris Ballard and Frank Reich uh, appreciate having those kind of leaders within their locker room. That's why they uh, tend to lean more towards drafting than they do free agency. And we can get into that in just a few minutes. But to answer your question, I love Caleb Farley and I love J.C. Horn and I love Patrick Sertain. So if any one of those guys happens to fall to 21, I would be, I don't want to say shocked, but maybe a little bit surprised if they go corner just because given Ballard's success in the later rounds, as we mentioned, but a corner too, you know, Marvel Tell, Isaiah Rogers, you know, like you said, they've had, I would argue, maybe a little bit more success given the little time that we've seen them play than maybe Rocky Sin has had over the last couple of years. And it's not to say that they're better necessarily, but I think that they have had better stretches where they've played uh, a little bit better than Rock has. And, and I think that's important to note. Uh, and I think that it's important to to also note that, that the Colts have faith in, in Rocky Sin. And they think that he's obviously going to develop into a, a lockdown corner. I think what they wanted him to eventually become when they when they drafted him. And obviously, like you said, he hasn't really panned out to this point. But to me, uh, corner is a need. Is it a pressing need? No, but I have mentioned earlier, you have Xavier Rhodes on the one-year deal. You're not really sure what Tell's going to give you because he's coming back after opting out last season. Isaiah Rogers has been more productive on special teams, I would think. And then, you know, you have Rocky Sin, who, like you said, been up and down. So is it a pressing need? No, but is it a need in my opinion? Absolutely it is. And speaking of free agency, Cody, we'll just go ahead and transition into that real quick. Ballard did say that he still believes in his core value of developing and drafting your own players. And it's not to say that they won't, you know, gamble in free agency, but if he's he gets out dead, I and mean, we've said it a hundred times over, he's not going to budge. He had a set price for every player regardless of what the fans may think and the media and whoever else, and he's not going to move. And it's paid major dividends up to this point, given the structure of the roster, the culture of the roster and the locker room, and where the team I think is headed or potentially be headed over these next four to five, maybe even, you know, 10 years. I mean, I think, in my opinion, I think he's built this roster for the long haul. It's not just, they're not in a win now situation, I don't think, where you have to start winning, you know, a Super Bowl or, multiple Super Bowls, as Jim Irsay would would say. I think Chris Ballard's plan all along has been to build this roster for the long haul, and I think that's sort of been his approach to free agency throughout his tenure here, and it's worked so far, and we'll see if it continues to work for him. Yeah, it's interesting because I think myself, you, Derek, there's a lot of people who felt like the Colts needed to get one of these edge rush guys in free agency. Then when the Colts were virtually silent for the first week, we were all a little bit shocked like and frustrated and confused like why are we not going after any of these guys but again we you know we I think we kind of lost sight of where Ballard is right now you know and wanting to continue to build this core 
wanting to continue to to build via the draft. And, you know, if you're investing that much money per year in a guy that's, say, a B player that you're paying A money to, then maybe that doesn't allow you to re-sign one of your guys moving forward, uh, whether that be this year or in the coming years. We already know there's going to be some guys that are going to be the highest paid players at their position. Maybe if you feel like good, like we're going to have more guys like that, you're going to have to pay them. And, and who are you not going to be able to pay down the road? You know, if you do have one of these guys who is a decent player for you, but prevents you from maybe re-signing an A player. So I think that's interesting. And also just interesting how, you know, Ballard was talking about the defensive ends, right? Because we, we've all said this is a very, very big year for a lot of these guys. And, and defensive end is really the biggest position of need right now on defense. Ballard talked about some of the guys like Kamoko Ture. said he had another surgery after the season following his surgery in 2019. said he was never quite right all year. I think we kind of saw that a little bit, Andrew. He just never wasn't as effective as he was at that start of that 2019 season. So that'll be something to monitor. Talking about Ben Banigou as well. Which I think is interesting, you know, saying that that ban it's a big year for Banagoo. I think I think we're right, man. I think he's exactly right there. Uh, Banagoo, you know, this is this is the year for him. He, he hasn't done anything up to this point, and I think it's about time to to see what what exactly Ben Banagoo is going to do. And then he also mentioned Taekwon Lewis as well, which I think is very interesting that that he was very high on Taekwon Lewis during this presser. You know, he said I thought he came up and played really good football for us and can play really good football. What were your thoughts on his kind of comments on those young defensive ends? Because we really talked about it a lot. We've talked about it over the past couple of years, how we need these guys to step up. It seems like right now, based off of Ballard's comments, he's the highest on a guy like Taekwon Lewis. Yeah, I, I sort of took that at face value. That to me doesn't mean that the Colts don't value defensive end or that they don't think it's a need. But given his right. comments, I don't think that they think – I don't think that Ballard thinks that defensive end is as pressing of a need as we do or as the media may think or whomever. But I agree. It is time for Ben Banigou to show up and show out and play and be productive. I mean, he was a second-round pick. And I remember Chris Ballard talking about – all the different things that they planned on doing with, with Banigou, whether it was playing him at Sam. Uh, he has obviously been more of a uh, defensive end, but he just hasn't panned out to this point. And if you're going to win in this league, you have to be able to dominate up front. And Chris Ballard and Frank Reich will be the first to tell you that. And that just doesn't go for the offensive line, as we know. That goes for the defensive line. Ask the Tampa Bay Buccaneers how they ended up winning the Super Bowl. They pinned Patrick Mahomes back and went after him one of the most electrifying quarterbacks we've seen in the last two decades and made him look like Case Keenum. I mean, he was just he was bad. And they did it because they had an electrifying pass rush. And my point from saying all that is this. I think the Colts at some point are going to draft a defensive end, but I don't think it's going to be as early as people would expect it to be. I think that they have a lot of trust in Taekwon Lewis. I think they had a lot of trust in Ban Banigou. And I think they have a lot of trust in Kamoko Toure, which Ballard also mentioned had a second ankle surgery this offseason, so that makes two in the last between the last two seasons. He also notes that everything should be good to go uh, this upcoming season and that part of his production was possibly, or lack of production rather, was possibly because of the ankle injury. 
So that's certainly something to know. And if and if Kamofa Ture can get back to that 2019 form, uh, especially that game you know that he had in Kansas City where he was just everywhere, then I think the Colts will be okay. They may not be you know Tampa Bay or Pittsburgh you know dominant A plus edge rush, but they'll be solid enough. And I think that's what Chris Ballard and company are counting on. Yeah, and, and it, I mean, I'll just be honest. I don't agree with it. If that is the case, I do think you still need to address edge rush pretty early because, you know, that's a lot of blind faith in my opinion. I, I know, and I get it. You want to have faith in your guys, and I totally understand that. And the Colts do have some okay depth right now with re-signing Al-Kadi Muhammad and also Isaac Rochelle. At the same time, I'm kind of like, just give yourselves, like, it's kind of going back to that Ballard quote, give yourselves more shots potentially to hit on defensive end. And so for me, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, just, I get it. If you don't really feel like it's maybe a major need and you want to believe in your guys, but also like the fact is defensive end was probably the biggest thing that held your defense back last year. Let's not just act like it wasn't. So I don't know if I agree with what Ballard's doing there. If that is the case, I don't know exactly if that is the case. They still could go edge rusher there at 21 or trade back and get some guy in the second round. But I just feel like personally for me, the Colts have to address pass rusher. They have to continue to tinker with it and figure it out. I agree. I, I think that they absolutely need to, to do something to – they're good. They now need to be great. There is a difference in my yeah. opinion – uh, between good pass rush units and great pass rush units. And like I said, the Colts are good. They're not great, and they need to find a way to get there. And if I may just add one more thing, I think Chris Ballard sort of views the defensive imposition to a degree how he views the interior defensive line, defensive tackle. And one player stands out, and that's Grover Stewart, another late-round pick that had a breakout season this, this past season. And, and I think Chris Ballard – truly, truly believes that these guys take time to develop. I mean, he said it himself. But I think your roster is to a point where you're in a kind of a win-now mode, even though I don't think Chris Ballard believes that their window has been completely opened yet. I think that while the, his method is proven, it's not necessarily the best. It's not something that he he's not capable of changing. And that's important. I mean, it, it's important to be able to to recognize when you need to change as an organization to a degree. And I guess I say all that to say that, yes, you can count on Ture and Lewis and Banigou, but how much can you count on them? They've had some production, but they haven't had, you know, that breakout 10, 11, 12 and a half sack season that makes you think that, you know, defensive end isn't, isn't as big of a concern as it needs to be. And, Yes, like I said, Grover Stewart had a breakout season, but I don't think you can treat defensive end the same way as the interior of the defensive line. I don't think you can approach it from – it may take two or three seasons for these defensive ends to develop because your players obviously aren't getting any younger. Your quarterback isn't getting any younger. Your offensive line – I mean, all of your players aren't getting any younger. And I think the fan base has kind of gotten to a point where they want to see the team win now. They think the team is ready to potentially compete for a Super Bowl and by waiting it out two or three seasons for two or three guys to develop instead of addressing it like many think it needs to be addressed, you're potentially holding the team back. Yeah, and I mean, I look at all the other positions. Like, I look at corner, which we have some question marks in. I look at safety, 
I don't really think we do. Maybe beyond like, okay, number three safety. Look at linebacker. We think maybe the Colts will address there. We look at offensive line. Yeah, the Colts are going to address there. Like every other position, there's at least some like cause for argument, I guess. Maybe besides left tackle, like we already have some proven guys there. Whereas at defensive end, there's really nobody right now that I feel 100% confident in going out day one. Like There's a lot of potential. I agree. Like There's three second, former second-round picks in there, plus some guys that have played some snaps for you the last couple of years and a new addition guy as well. But you don't have that number one guy. Even at corner, you have Xavier Rhodes who you feel, and Kenny Moore who you feel pretty confident in. Like a defensive end, Right now, I'm going to be honest, I don't have anybody that I'm 100% confident in. And I think that's why I think exactly why I feel like edge rusher needs to be at the top of the list. So, I mean, we'll get away from that, I'm sure, but that's just a a very interesting observation that we had from that. Hopefully, Ballard doesn't let his blind faith in these guys, you know, hold this team back from becoming better in terms of addressing pass rush where we feel like he needs to. Obviously, they've done a lot of work on these guys. They know more than we do. This is just our personal opinion, but uh, that's an interesting tidbit there. All right, well, the last thing we'll kind of talk about is Ballard talking about Carson Wentz a little bit. This was very interesting. All this, all the stuff that he said about Carson Wentz, you know, he said he it's been good to have Carson Wentz here. He said he's comfortable in his own skin. He's dialed in. He's focused. He worked. I'd say he's probably closer to Andrew than he is to Philip, which I thought was a very interesting quote. He said he's getting up to speed. He said also his familiarity with Frank Reich and the coaching staff is critical. He said he understands what Frank wants and he understands the offense. What were your takeaways from Ballard's comments on Carson Wentz? Yeah, I mean, not really surprising, I guess. I I think Chris Ballard, like a lot of fans, is extremely high on Carson Wentz going into the season, as he should be. I agree with him. He is more like Andrew Luck than than Phillip Rivers. And – that, you know, personally is what excites me. His ability to make plays off script, to move the pocket a little bit if he needs to, the big arm, the accuracy. I mean, yes, he's his last season wasn't great. 15 interceptions, I think nine or 10 touchdowns. I mean, it's just not great. It's bad. It's called what it is. But now he has a fresh start. He has one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in football. He's got the running game. He's got the receivers. He's got all these things that we've already talked about. But I think more than anything, I think the fan base is really excited. And if they can get behind and rally behind Carson and what he is potentially capable of under Frank Reich, knowing what we've already seen back in 2017, I think this has a chance to really, really work out for the Colts in not just the short term, Cody, but the long term. I genuinely, genuinely believe Carson Wentz has a very strong chance of being the Colts' long-term answer at quarterback. I think so, too. I really do. And it was interesting kind of uh, – I'm trying to remember which – which what I heard it from, but basically the whole idea of, like, okay, Carson seems locked in here for the near future. Like, he, he doesn't seem like it's just like a passing thing for him. He really feels like he's locked in and ready to go. And I think just so much, man – Situation matters. Like, you know, the situation with the Colts compared to the situation with the Eagles last year, that matters. That matters. A lot of factors, the head coach, that relationship, the team, obviously, just the the locker room. There's so many things that matter 
and are factors for a quarterback thriving, especially a quarterback like Carson Wentz. So I agree, man. I am excited as can be for Carson Wentz this year. You know, and it's cool because we've seen this trend with Frank Reich with all the quarterbacks he's brought in, whether it be Andrew Luck coming back his 2018 season, had one of the best seasons of his career, whether it be Philip Rivers last year. You know, we, I think a lot of people at this point last year were saying, oh, man, Philip Rivers is going to be terrible with the Colts. Well, you go past that Cleveland game. I mean, Philip Rivers was probably one of the better quarterbacks in the league, honestly, after that game. So with under Frank Reich, we see this common trend of these quarterbacks who were kind of in not great situations who now are paired with him and his philosophy and how he helps them out. I'm just pumped, man, for for what's going to happen with Carson Wentz. And I thought it was just so interesting. People keep comparing Carson Wentz physically to Andrew Luck, and I think that's enough. And for me, and should get fans super excited about the potential with Carson Wentz. Totally agree. He's I've said it before. He's got all the intangibles. He's got the big arm. He's got the mobility. He reminds me a lot of Andrew Luck. I'm not saying he's Andrew Luck because Andrew Luck was a generational talent. We understand how special he was. But I think Carson Wentz, if any quarterback in the NFL, has those same sorts of traits, and I really think it's going to pay major dividends for the Colts, not just this season, but for seasons to come too. All right, that'll do it for our thoughts and recap on Chris Ballard's pre-draft presser let us know what you guys thought of some of the comments that Ballard made this afternoon let us know your thoughts on the NFL draft if Ballard kind of talking about certain players kind of change your thoughts on any ways the Colts should go let us know in the comments but for Andrew and myself thanks so much guys for tuning in and as always go Colts